Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 18th uh, Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And today we're going to be talking about uh, um, Baba Amin, also known as Papa Amin. The English title is Father Amin, uh, which is Youssef Shaheen's first film. Yeah, and I just wondered if you if you had any thoughts on it, any first impressions. I have a whole series of things that I want to talk about, but let's start with you. I yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. It's a it's a quite a sort of slight. It's it's yeah, it's an it's a it's an entertaining film. It's a comedy musical. Um, it's very clear. You can tell it's a it's an early film in his career. I mean, he was only I think twenty four when he made it. Um, I, I found it very interesting in the context of his of some of his later films because I thought there were some very clear parallels to the Alexandria trilogy. Uh-huh. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was quite a personal film in a way because I mean, Wikipedia claims he because he, he came up with the idea and it's kind of based on his family. The family is based on his family, yes. as are many of his other films. So yeah, it's it's a very enjoyable film. I, I, okay. Um, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you because. I thought the first 40 minutes were such a chore. It was mm. so dull and, <laughs> um, and also flat, right? So, you know, it reminded me of review theater, you know, the kind of, you know, the type of, of review comedy of manner uh, mm. that, uh, you know, I, I've seen in Madrid that's still going strong there, but obviously, you know, not quite so funny. Um, and it also reminded me a little bit of the Francoist films of the 1950s, that there's a real aesthetic of poverty in the first 40 minutes. And I, 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 think, I think I'd agree with you on the first 40 minutes. I think there's a point in this film where it suddenly yes. gets good, I think. Actually, the change is so startling that I mm. wondered if it was directed by a different person. And then you thought, well, mm. it can't be. Films are not shot in continuity, blah, blah. But really... You know, when you think of, um, you know, what, what, what you're familiar with, Shaheen as a filmmaker, and you look at the first 40 minutes where it's all frontal, you know, everybody's arranged so they're looking at the camera. The camera doesn't look very much. It's obviously shot in a studio with very little decor. I mean, mm. there are things that you recognize as typical Shaheen. So, you know, there's the use of mirrors, yeah, to, to reflect off-screen space and so on. You know, but then I was really struck by the camera being so frontal because, you know, mm. usually Shaheen, as happens in the second half of this film, he shoots at an angle, right? So that just the image becomes more interesting rather than this mm. flat two-dimensional thing. And I think that uh, I, I would agree with you because, it, as you say, it, it does suddenly, there is this one point, and we're probably talking about the same point, just is it the audition scene. Yes. Uh, Fat and Hamama auditions, and suddenly there's suddenly there's this. You know, it's been very flat. It's like watching a film. It's like watching one of these, like you know, archival recordings of a stage play, yes, really, in exactly. the first forty minutes. And then suddenly, forty minutes in, there's this amazing scene. I thought, yes. and you suddenly think, oh, hang on, yes, this is okay. We're now watching a Shaheen, Shaheen film. You know, yeah. he, uh, the, so that that's really interesting. Then there's some really interesting musical numbers, and then there's a yes. yeah, sort of fascinating see, sort of drunk scene, and and, and then so, and also there's suddenly there's location footage as yes. well, because in the first forty minutes all of the exteriors are clearly in a studio, yeah. and then he's suddenly on location. Yes, it's it's 
It's fascinating. Yes. And what's odd is one minds less that it's filmed in the studio when they're interiors. But mm. actually, the, on the, the studio set exteriors look really poor yeah, mm. at the beginning mm. of the film. Um, so before we begin, why don't you tell us the story so then we could situate our thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners <laughs> in the so, story. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a simple story, and, it, and it's, it's a, uh, a similar story to another well-known film. So ba basically, there's this family, uh, they're a kind of middle-class Egyptian family, uh, mother, father, Older, the, the daughter is Fatin Hamama, and there, there's a young boy mm -hmm. who is kind of your usual Shaheen figure. Um, the they're, they're, they're struggling, they're, the, the father is irresponsible with money, basically. Uh, and he uh, is he has a friend who's a bit of a con man who persuades him to invest money in some new sort of, sort of dubious venture. So he gives this guy a load of cash, doesn't get a receipt for for this. Uh, then he dies, yes. then the, the father dies, basically, and becomes a ghost, accompanied by the ghost of his own father. Yes. Um, and they, so he, he then is wandering around observing his family, and everything goes horribly wrong for the family, because there isn't a receipt for the money, they have no money, they have to pay for the funeral, they, they, he hasn't made the mortgage payments, mm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, the daughter has to become a nightclub singer. Um, the mother is selling the furniture, uh, and it's all going terribly wrong. How is this going to resolve itself? And then there's this um, amazing twist ending that I, I imagine neither of us saw coming. Uh, I, I'm, I must say, I did see it coming. Yeah, so you it's know. pretty. <laughs> it's, I mean, so, okay, everyone, we're going to spoil the ending. In, in the end, he wakes up and it's all a dream. Yes. He's not dead. Um, and he goes back and gets the money back. Basically, it's, it's a wonderful life, yeah. which um, Shaheen was in America from 46 to 48 at the Pasadena Playhouse, mm. which was around the time It's a Wonderful Life was out. I, I would yes. think it was 45, um, I think. It's not quite, I mean, you know, the whole thing about it being a dream and uh, mm. yeah, I mean, the influences there from It's a Wonderful Life, the, you know, the people from heaven looking on or from mm. another world looking on at the reality that's happening. Yeah. Uh, it's all, I think, really quite brilliantly done on a low budget. I mean, I really admired. Mm. I th yeah, you know, yeah. I, the... And I think the, 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 as you say, the first 40 minutes are really not great. But then it, then it, it it's, and, and here's the thing, it suddenly gets interesting when they go to the theatre and the nightclub. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Which is Shaheen's world, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So there's this, this brilliant scene where we, um, Fatin Hamama goes to. Oh, and did you spot who the other girl is, by the way? Yes, the other, I did. The other, it's the one, the girl from Cairo Station, who you. Yes, you, it's Hind yeah. Rostam. And yeah. did you spot who the nightclub owner is? I didn't. No. Because he's the villain in Blazing Sun, I think. And, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, and possibly also um, the port one. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, the tall boyfriend. Of yeah, uh, uh, Hin Rostam, who who basically attempts to rape Fatin Hamama. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so um, so yeah, I mean the family the family dynamic 
is is reminiscent of Shaheen's family as portrayed in, in the Alexandria trilogy, I think. And, and the, the, this does appear to have been deliberate. The the scene where the mother's selling the furniture, I mean, that happens in one of the other films, I seem to remember. I think I in Alexandria, why? There's certainly a lot of yeah. discussion of selling the furniture. Yeah, this is clearly a thing that happened. Mm. Um, the, but they, yeah, then they get to the theatre and there's this amazing scene where, where Fatan Hamama is auditioning to be a singer in the theatre. And so she goes to the nightclub owner's office and starts singing and the camera goes outside the office and you, you see various people kind of reacting mm. to her singing. And so you, and, and you, so you see these two women sitting on chairs and you see this guy behind a bar and they're all, they all kind of look up mm. and then it kind of pans around at these various people and you, it cuts between these various people. And then it cuts back to the chairs where these women were sitting and the chairs are empty and the bar is empty. And then it cuts and every, everyone is, rushing into the yes. office to watch this amazing singing and that's the point where it's where you think okay i mean who knows if it's filmed in sequence but that certainly felt like a more mature filmmaker but than the first 40 minutes yes i mean um, the film comes alive and it yeah, doesn't just yeah. come alive because of the song it actually comes alive visually yeah mm. it seems like you know the camera's moving more and it tracks back and forth you know, and the images are a lot more interesting, mm. you know, and the people are a lot more interesting. I mean, you know, there's one of the numbers where Fatah Hamama, you think, my God, she's really one of the great stars of world cinema. You know, the one yeah. where she does like the, the thing with her head and her, her eyes, like. Oh, is that the one where they keep going, um, they keep sort of making the kissing noise yes. three times and then someone does a, yes. does, does. <laughs> I love that. You can't see us do it. I loved it. I mean, that that was really good. And the, yeah, these really elaborate musical scenes, which are you know they are yeah they're they're supposed to be scenes that people are watching in this theatre. And then a bit later on, you get a scene where this musical scene is going on, and the set starts collapsing. Yes. Very, and it's kind of like the the failed attempts at putting on a show in Alexandria Y. Um, so yeah, that was that was really interesting. And I, and I, th I think that's why. I, yeah, I, th I think. You know, if I had just watched this film and not seen any other Shaheen films, or if this was the first Shaheen film I'd watched, I'm not sure I would think this is a great man of world cinema, you know. But when you watch it in the context of having watched the other films and see yes. how... And know he was 24. Yes. But um, actually, seeing, you know, seeing the last half of the film, you actually do think this is someone who knows cinema who's making it in a yeah, way that you yeah. don't uh, at the beginning. Because, I mean, there are things that, and, and, and by that I mean in every way, you know. So it does seem to be like a film of two halves because, you know, even the music, at the beginning of the film, the first 40 minutes, I thought, oh, the music is terrible. You know, it's mm. really Mickey Mousing everything, right? Like, you know, it's just kind of underlining what you're already seeing through the music. And the sound edits are terrible. You know, sometimes there's sound and sometimes the sound cuts off a bit later and, and so on. Mm. But then when the musical numbers come on, you think this is brilliant, right? You yeah. Know? And, and it's kind yeah. of, um, I loved that the film is a melodrama. Yeah, it's really, it's about a family for whom the death of the father spells ruin, shame, scandal. Yeah, all these potential horrors. Um, so it's almost like the opposite of what... Um, you know, so, so at least in a Western sense, in a Hollywood sense, musicals are about joy, community, you know, transparency, you express things freely, you know, what you can't, you know, you sing your heart, right? <laughs> or your feelings, mm -hmm. right? Whereas melodramas are all about keeping things inside, about, 
you know, kind of not saying what's really happening in your life. Yeah. Which is, you know, I've had an I've had an illegitimate daughter. I want to jump off a bridge, right? Like, you know, yeah, you can't say it, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so this is so interesting because it is a musical and it is a melodrama, and in a way, they're both both genres intermingle in a very overt way, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And with humor as well, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there are. Yeah, it is genuinely funny. Um, you know, the 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 family are funny. The little kid is very funny. Again, he he again gets a very a great performance out of this little little kid. Mm. Um, it, it's yeah, it's the the, the the humor, but there's also anguish because you know the, the, you do get genuine feeling when the father dies. But then there's this great scene where where the funeral directors come in and it's like okay it's going to cost you this much for the coffin and yes. this much for this this much for that this much for that but then then they say to the kids but don't worry we'll give you a discount next time <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which i thought was a great line i mean yeah kind of those things are so interesting because they're also true you know mm. so i remember like um you know th there were children's musicals in spain that i loved as a child uh usually mm. starring like a, a you know, Joselito, which is like a <laughs> Shirley Temple in Spanish cinema. And actually, they were they were also often melodramas, right? So it would often be about a young girl who's blind, <laughs> right? And she, or she was going blind and she needs an operation. But of course, the family mm. doesn't have money. But, you know, then they hear that there is actually an operation in Texas that could solve her problem, <laughs> right? But, you know, you might as well dream of the moon or something. Yeah, you know, but yeah. the young boy is, you know, has a prodigious voice. So he joins the <laughs> radio contest. And of course, he wins the contest and gets to go yeah. to the operation. Right. So so they are. Melodramas. But of course, in, huh? but of course, in this one, she's got a great voice and she's a singer. But that also brings shame on the family exactly. because she's working in the theater. She's exposing um, herself to men. Uh, yeah. Well, one thing that was interesting, actually, was the, it, it's implied that the family, the family in this are Muslim. Um, yes. We, whereas, yeah, obviously, Shaheen was a, was a Christian. Um, and so that, that was that's, I just found that interesting that it's based on Shaheen's family. But at one point, there's a mention of, of, of Ramadan. And, and uh, so it's not the, the, nothing is really made of this, but they, are, they do seem to be a Muslim well, family. It has different imperatives. I mean, there's a difference between making popular commercial cinema for mm -hmm. a mainstream audience that is mostly Muslim as opposed to making that kind of you know, personal cinema that kind of circulates yeah. in art houses internationally. Or, mm. But know. also, I guess the Muslim aspect is, does, because the, the, there is a bit, it's another brilliant scene where the nightclub owner gets fat and her mama drunk by telling her this is, I'm, I'm going to give you some medicine for your voice from my medicine cabinet. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, I mean, and that's a brilliant scene, the one where, where, where she's kind of lying there drunk on the sofa and the shot through the, Brandy glasses is just really inventive. Well, what uh, I was going to say about the children's musicals that I was referring to, the Spanish ones, is you know they're all about success. You get the operation, but really mm. they speak of the horrors of the culture. This is a mm. culture, you know, in which young children get no uh, medical care that uh, that you don't have to pay through the nose for. Yeah, so medical. Mm. Care, what the films are tell are saying really is that there's no medical care for the poor, right? And actually what this film I think is telling me is that it's an incredibly aggressive patriarchal culture because, you know, the young girl who sings without the protection of men, she's prey to all the other men, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so the father is running off after Ali, her fiance, right? Mm. <laughs> because she needs a man to protect her, right? Yeah, I yeah. And the, uh, yeah, own. and the only man, the only male in the family is the young boy who's only about, I guess, ten. Uh, and he at one point says he's going to go and become an apprentice to the to the swindler, yes. and, and you know, it's kind of that's their only option. They have no no way of no way of money coming in and, and no and nobody to help them despite being you know it appears at the beginning quite a comfortable middle class existence yes um, and it is quite a comfortable middle class existence but actually it shows you how that comfortable middle class existence is reliant on a male salary i all yeah, of the women together yeah. working cannot afford to save the furniture <laughs> No. No. Unless we should, you know, they work in a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we should say where this is available because it's not on it, it's not on Netflix. Uh, it is on YouTube. Um, it, it's on so it's on YouTube with French subtitles. Um, it's a reasonable. It's a, the print is okay. I like uh, it. I yes. think. Yeah, the subtitles are the subtitles are quite are, are obviously uh, i guess 1950s subtitles and they're not very good yeah. because they they you know there, there are some scenes where the subtitles aren't there at all um and then when they are there they're they're often missing long swathes of dialogue but you get the gist it's it's you know it's it's not it's not the most complicated plot of of um, any film that you've seen no <laughs> um i also want to um just underline how much authorism, you know, has enhanced my understanding and appreciation of these films, right? Mm. You know, so kind of people go on about, you know, there's all these diatribes against authorism. But often I think people are not meaning the same thing when they say authorism, you know. So, you know, no, kind of no one is saying that, like, this film is better than the other film just because it's directed by Shaheen. But actually, watching all of Shaheen's films, uh, uh, as we've been doing, largely in chronological order, one does begin to kind of see patterns and groupings mm. and casts and concerns. And actually, they, they invariably make the film more interesting. Yeah, so. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think in, the, you know, in this one, as I say, the things about the family, the things about the theater, and, and the, the common cast members, I, I think it, you know, it, it does make it more interesting i i mean i think you know one thing that would be interesting is to watch some other some like non-shaheen sure. egyptian cinema of the era um but i think yeah it, it is yeah it, it it is fascinating to watch this which you know as i say was his his first film he just got back from so he was in pasadena playhouse from 46 to 48 i think mm -hmm. this is 1950 so he's only just back in the country yeah. um and so presumably started planning this quite soon after returning to Egypt. Well, um, I mean, obviously there's a history, and it's a history we don't know. But really, the first 40 minutes do seem so much like the work of a different filmmaker. I mean, I know that, mm. you know, it's not, you know, but I wonder how much of all of that was set up, you know, uh, before uh, Shaheen uh, undertook yeah. it. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to know, because it, it was certainly the, you know, the writing credits are, you know, he didn't write the script, but it was based on his idea. Yes. Uh, but then it may, he, the, the script may have been written for someone else to, to direct, exactly. quite possibly. Um, um, yeah. I mean, just visually and stylistically, it does seem a film of two parts. So, for mm. example, I noticed, you know, that you posted a little 
section or an image of you know when the drink is being poured and it's mm. filmed through the glass and yeah. Hamama is in the background right yeah i mean that's an extraordinary image right that's an image it's, that yeah. you sit up and go wow like yeah, yeah. It's so, so well from it's anything so well, in the beginning of the film. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, and it's so well framed because the whole shot basically he pours the drink, and the drink is exactly at the level of the back of the table, yeah. and it's just um, the whole framing of it and the, and the reflections in the glass and everything. It's 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 incredible, yeah. and as you say, yeah, that's nothing you know, nothing like what happens in the beginning of the film. Yeah. I mean, uh, so so yeah, it'd be fascinating if done more. Um, Good. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad I saw this as well because, um, you know, one begins to see, to group films together, you know. So this film is so obviously a part of, you know, The Blazing Sun and Dark Waters. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Fatem Hamama is a recurring character in it. You know, it has kind of a little bit of the same feel, though obviously he gets better and better and more skilled as as, yeah. as time goes on. Um, it's really interesting to see uh, Hin Rostam, you know, here playing the sister. Yeah, and then like the femme fatale in Cairo Station later. It's... She's not, well, she's not, she's not a sister, is she? She's a friend, isn't she? The, she's Fatima's friend. Ah, okay. I thought it was a sister who was, no. No, I think she, she's like the, she's, she's like Fatima's friend who kind of brings the viper into the nest because ah. she, 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 uh, and so effectively she's, she's engaged to the nightclub owner. Mm. And so she's kind of safe from him, you know, and, and, um, so, so yeah, I don't think she's related, although I, I was a little confused by that, right. partly, because of the, partly because of the subtitles. But I think, yeah, she's just a friend. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was kind of wonderful to see her in a yeah. very contrasting look, a very different look, right, than the sex bomb that she plays in mm. you know, some of the other films that I've now uh, seen her in. Um, so I'm very glad uh, that I saw it. I'm actually not disappointed in it. I mean... If the film had been entirely like the first 40 minutes, I would have thought, oh, you know. Mm. Uh, but actually, there are so many brilliant visual things and actually narrative things. And, you know, the use of dissolves to kind of, you know, evoke the ghostliness. And, you know, yeah. I mean, all of that stuff. So narratively and visually and musically it becomes so interesting yeah and and there's actually the the there's an earlier shot which i thought was really nice which was before yeah, before the audition scene there's a bit where the the, the ghost of the grandfather is standing by by the door mm. and then fat and he's kind of half transparent and fat and her mama kind of walks past him and then is standing next to him in both in profile and it, and it just worked really well and, and again that seemed a very inventive way of filming it yeah. have you uh, seen you wonder have you seen Sorry. the Astaire's and Rogers um, swing time? Probably years and years ago. Okay. There's a brilliant scene where Fred Astaire uh, is late for his own engagement party, mm. right? And the father tells him off and, uh, you know, uh, and, you, and it cuts to a portrait of the family patriarch going like, mm. you know, really angry. Yeah. You know, and then Fred Astaire says, I will, you know, if I, if I make 25,000 pounds, can I marry your daughter? You know, and then the portrait goes, 
Yes, <laughs> <It's> a smile. <laughs> Which we get, we get in this, don't we? Exactly. The portrait at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's a, like a direct kind of reference. The swing interesting, time, interesting. So. And and again, we know that's the kind of film he would have been watching yes. in the states. I'm going to I'm going to try and put yeah. clips of both of those things so people yeah, can see for yeah. themselves. So I, I wonder, I mean, in terms of the first 40 minutes, I wonder whether, you know, obviously one, one thing might be that someone else was directing it. The other thing might be that it's just that, you know, it's his first film and he's probably working with, you know, very experienced Egyptian film industry people who are saying, no, no, don't worry, don't worry, young man, I'm a cameraman, I know what I'm doing. And then suddenly he says, you know, half the film, he just gets the confidence to say, no, fuck you, I'm the director. This is this is what we're doing, mm. and because it it just does feel, it's a very abrupt change. It's a, ve it's now, a very abrupt change, the film. and it's very abrupt, visually, mm. you know, and and sonically, and narratively. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that it was made by a different person, but it really feels like it was, yeah. mm. uh, a much less skilled and inventive person than mm. than mm. the last half of the film. Um, I think the only, the last thing I want to point out is Fatima Hamama. I just love her, you know, mm. I kind of, as soon as she begins to sing, you know, and perform and dance, I mean, you know, she's as alive a presence and as charismatic a presence as anyone in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, no, she's she's great. And, and I mean, that's that scene where, yeah, that, that audition scene is, is, is just amazing. It's, 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 everyone's reacting to her much like we're reacting to her as she's doing it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, worthwhile, a worthwhile film to watch. Not a perfect film, but worthwhile okay. to watch. Okay. I was going so. to ask you if you had any last words. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'd just like to, to, to end with, um, you know, this idea that uh, if you are interested in Shaheen, then it really is essential viewing because you can see a lot of the themes, often very personal ones, you know, that you see throughout the rest of his career. You have a recurring cast of players, yeah, a yeah. repertory company of players that he will then reuse, you know, throughout the rest of his career. And you begin to see, you know, some of the inventiveness with cameras and shots and movement that you see uh, in, in, in many of his uh, subsequent films as well. I mean, it is the beginnings yeah. of, of a great filmmaker, so worth watching for that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are the Yusef Shaheen podcast, uh, and we've got a few uh, surprises kind of uh, lined up uh, for the millions and millions and millions of you who listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>